Welcome to CGM's Pixels and Ink Podcast, episode 163. Woo! 163! Thank you. Someone's excited. <laughs> We're actually going to jump into things right away with Drekken's Esports Minute. You're not going to introduce everybody? It's just me. Well, you're going to roll away in two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how that was going to go. All right. Awesome, guys. <laughs> this is Drekken in his Esports <laughs> this Minute. This is me. And then he poofs away. <laughs> just disappear automatically <laughs> in the podcast. So, guys, bear with us. So... Welcome to the Esports Minute. I guess I get my own little segment here. I don't know if anyone's going to talk when I have any discussions. I kind of like when people oh, yeah. have like a little bit of feedback. Yeah, yeah. We'll discuss with you. Oh, if it's awesome. Good. If we understand what you're saying, we're not esports Oh, people. you'll be able to figure <laughs> out this part. This is really easy. So the whole esports sphere is in a, in a fluster right now as uh, teams admitted to taking Adderall during professional teams, <laughs> uh, professional <laughs> tournaments. Um, pretty much as scra- transcripts goes and says... Yeah, everyone pretty much does it. This is how you get good. Uh, in a blatant interview with uh, Launders, it was the, the the pro team after this weekend. So is this the first performance-enhancing drug scandal in the esports world? You know what? It's hard to say it's a scandal because there's, there's, there's one half where people are like, well, what can we really do about it? Because testing is not an option. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the B is thing is like we all kind of knew but no one was gonna say anything kind of yeah. thing like like we you know it's one of those things where organizers are not in the position to really like you know start telling people to pee in a cup um mm-hmm. i don't even know if you can detect adderall from peeing on a cup i'm pretty sure you can't I'm, yeah I, I can't think of what circumstances they need to be testing for that Really, that, this right. has got to be the first one. Right? Well, uh, well, like, it's weird. Like, it's it's everyone has the same. I think this kind of thing where it's like, is it really that bad? Um, you know, does it follow it? it performance enhancing drug, probably. You know, some people use it just to concentrate. Yeah. So yeah, well, it is a prescribed medication. Yeah, it, it, that's it's so. Like, Probably not prescribed to those people, but at the same time, doctors do prescribe it. Yeah, so it's this really huge gray area where people can't kind of figure out what to make of it because we're like, you know, yeah, it is a performance-enhancing drug. Mm, do people get prescribed it on a regular basis? Probably. Do these people probably need it? No. But then is, like, a Red Bull any different? Yeah. Well, exactly, the yeah. They're going to start testing for you? caffeine. Or, like, so how far are they going to push it's, it? It's a focus enhancer, right? Yeah, yeah. it doesn't move your hands faster. So no. You really have that yeah, is it even advantage. illegal? I don't no, I know it's not. Yeah, well, Let's say go. it's not illegal. So yeah. people are real. is in this really big question mark whether or not we, you know, well, I don't think anyone can do anything, but, like, should we be frowning? Should we be, as a community, in the esports community, be shaming people who decide to use Adderall? Is this something that we should be, like, Hey, no, guys, that's that's unfair to the spirit of competition. Um, some people are in the camp. Everyone's divided. Some people are in the camp of like, well, you know what? Red Bull technically can be considered a, a drug in many yeah. regards. It, yeah. It's an enhancement in many regards. Are you going to start telling people they can't drink Red Bull before a tournament? Yeah, the five-hour. Don't a lot of those energy drink companies sponsor these? Easter oh, absolutely. Yeah. These guys are yeah. pretty much our, our lifeblood, right? Yeah, so, yeah. And, I, and also, like, unless, like, it, as far as I know, there's no harm to be done from taking Adderall. So, there like, isn't. I, really, I guess it's yeah. addictive. Like, yeah. that's, but that no more addictive than any, caffeine. like, you know, drinking, like, caffeine yeah. or, you know, Coke, bottle, like, a bottle of Coke every day or something. Like that. So it's a really weird question where no one knows the answer, and it's everyone's kind of the organizer was kind of like not really saying anything because it's it's controversial within itself. Uh, yeah, I'm in the camp where it's like it's in this it's the same it's in the same like space of Red Bull. In my personal opinion, is that you know? I said Red Bull makes you twitchy. 
Oh, well. I, I, like I imagine some people don't have the best reaction to Red Bull. Some people, or <laughs> some people are immune to it now, right? You consume so many of it. So. Yeah. Yeah, I personally don't care. I mean, I never thought baseball was more exciting than when everyone was on steroids. So, you know, <laughs> I don't even, that, that, that doesn't even bother me. So, yeah, that that's kind of the, the interesting right now thing right now. A lot of people in esports are chatting about. Second on the list is this weekend, July 15th. Mm-hmm. Where are we? 15th to 19th? Uh, no, 17th. Yeah. Okay, so 15th to 19th. Se- 17th. Okay, 17th. 17th. Yeah. Well, it's actually kind of starting today, going up to the 19th. So the 16th. 16th. 16th and 19th. Uh, we got is there. Evo. Yeah, I know. We finally made it. <laughs> yeah. Evo 2015 Evolution. This is the largest fighting game tournament in the world, not just in North America. It will be happening in Las Vegas. Um, this is the tournament to end pretty much all tournament. Normally, you would think that Japan holds the largest tournament, but nope, mm-hmm. we do in North America. Uh, oh, six, yeah, Vegas, yeah. people can gamble. Oh, oh, Where else God. would it be? Yeah, The gambling is intense there. I'm sure. So they'll be featuring nine games, Ultra, Super Street Fighter 4, Ultimate War vs. Capcom 3. You know what? Maybe I'm not going to read them all. We'll figure it out. Mm. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee, which is huge there. Um, actually, it has more people in it than the newest Smash Brothers. Really? Yep. So more participants in Melee than Smash Brothers. I, mean, I guess for the that Wii U. makes sense. They'd be more experts on it than the new yeah, one. Right? Well, people actually find it more competitive oh. in terms of speed. Melee is the most competitive Smash game. Still. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, then followed by Guilty Gear X, Persona Four, Tekken Seven, Mortal Kombat X, and Killer Instincts. So those are the games that we're replaying this weekend. Six thousand gamers have registered. To play at Evo for three hundred thousand dollars in prize money, uh, I don't know if that includes pop bonuses, but I don't know about a lot of people. I personally will be watching. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're watching online, if you want to subscribe, it's twelve dollars, which is actually probably the, one of the most expensive streams I've ever come yeah. across personally. Sounds wild. Yeah, twelve bucks, um, and you can unlock different emoticons based on countries. So it's legit, um, but. There's something weird. Is I guess it, there's oh I guess some of the proceeds actually go oh all all the proceeds go to a scholarship fund. If you, oh, okay. uh, if you mm. that's not bad. Yeah, so if you want to you know support the fighting game community and watch Evo, which is always super hype, it uh, it's twelve dollars to get the I guess I guess it gives you HD. Mm-hmm. No, no, just uh, you get into oh subscriber only chat twelve bucks to help support the kids. Kids going to school. Mm-hmm. Um, here's some, I guess that's there's, that's it. Oh, wait. I have one more, I guess, sort of interesting. I don't know how exciting this is to esports in general, but I thought it was a little a little, a little tidbit. So Colin Coward, I don't know if you cow Cowherd, Cowherd, mm-hmm. from ESPN, he made um, a comment after uh, Heroes of the Storm was broadcast on ESPN, and he oh, got a little okay. controversial, and he was like, if I have to... You know, commentate on esports. I'm gonna resign. So a little news: he resigned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he I don't know if that was regarding esports, but he resigned. So um, I'm a little bit happy about that. Um, yeah. I think he was a little bit of a sourpuss when uh, the whole ESPN thing and esports being broadcast on ESPN. You know, I mean, if they broadcast darts and bowling, like. Who cares at that point? <laughs> the, ball, the bar was lowered long ago. Esports <laughs> isn't doing anything. Uh, as I say, it's like, I don't know where you're, where you're going, Colin, because <laughs> when I saw darts on there, yeah. you're just like, that's it. Yeah. You shuffleboard, 
shuffleboard canasta. Yeah, surely, <laughs> surely, comment, surely commenting Mahjong. on Street Fighter's got to be Mark Sykes. on ESPN. <laughs> I would totally watch Mojong on ESPN. Um, so that's it. That's my esports minute. Sweet. Thank you, Dragon. <laughs> now be like a ninja. <laughs> All right. Now rolled up to the mic is Cody Orb. Hey. Hi, Cody. You didn't get lost. Actually, you did get lost. That's why Dragon had to sit in for you. (laughs) (laughs) Took a little time to find my way. Yes. If you remember Cody, Cody likes to do the challenge videos. Uh, He frequently gets lost in our play videos. It's like my thing. It Uh is his thing. Uh We actually want to do a whole video series of just Cody playing games and therefore getting lost. Just drop me in like a massive like like Skyrim or something. Figure it out. (laughs) Go for it, Cody. (laughs) And of course, we'll introduce Phil. Yeah. That's me. Phil. I've been here the whole time. I did. You didn't get to see it? No. I'm sorry, Mel. <laughs> You'll get to see it eventually. It's happen. It'll happen. <laughs> Phone is indestructible. <laughs> uh, for people who have no idea what just happened, Brendan managed to get entangled in my phone cord and launch it across the room, mm-hmm. which he has actually dropped my phone quite a few times. And uh, he's upset because it never seems to break. Yeah. I think he's a little jealous. It seems. Keeps ticking. See, so like, looking forward to the day where it finally just... It cracks or something. My friend dropped his phone at the beach last weekend, and somehow he has cracks all around his screen. And we're like, what did you drop it on? You're at the beach. Yeah. I dropped these down cement stairs, and it's fine. See? Yeah. And we're just lucky, apparently. I think it might be that we have Androids and not Maybe. iPhones. Well, no, but even his was an Android, and he dropped it on the beach. Really? Well, that's what he gets. Well, no, it's still in one piece. We're still good. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start with news. And we'll have Cody start with the sad news. Yeah. Mm. Um, Nintendo president and CEO Satoru Iwata passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bile duct growth. So essentially, what's, what's it's that? It's yeah. like a tumor, ah. essentially. It's like a tumor or it is a tumor? I haven't actually done enough research to know... <laughs> Uh, I just know when I first heard it, I was talking to some people, and they're like, "So, it's a tumor." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, okay. I guess that's." Yeah. Um. I mean, everything that could be said about him has been said. He was a different type of CEO. He pushed fun mm-hmm. video games, which is sounds like a weird concept, but it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that I want to talk about though was um. You can question his uh, decisions, but as a leader, uh, I don't think you can find someone who could run a company like as big as Nintendo like he did. Mm-hmm. He was their leader uh, in their most successful successful period during the Wii and the DS, mm-hmm. and their least successful period um, right now. the GameCube era. Actually, the GameCube oh, the GameCube era, era yeah. Of uh, but actually, what's kind of cool that people haven't really been talking about, I think it was just last year, he took a pay cut to uh, because Nintendo wasn't performing. Him, uh, I believe Miyamoto and Reggie all uh, took a, a small pay cut because they believed they weren't doing their jobs. And you don't really see that. No, definitely not. And, um, you know, yeah, take some responsibility, I guess. Yeah, the, yeah, he was, uh, he was a great guy. He was a sad news. My favorite thing that I saw that someone posted was... Um, uh, black and white image of the uh, one of the flag staffs at the end of Super Mario Brothers at half oh, mass. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, that one. Which was about summed it up. Yeah, it's it's sad. As a 
you know, an aspiring journalist. Well, I guess I am a journalist now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, who, you're a full-fledged journalist. Yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. an intern anymore. Um, when I, you know, as a journalist who grew up a Nintendo fan, uh, Iwata was always one of those guys I wish I had the chance to interview. And it's kind of sad not going to be able to do that now. Mm-hmm. That is kind of sad. We can, we'll find someone else for you to interview. <laughs> Who's your next hero, Cody? <laughs> Uh, I, I wouldn't mind talking to Reggie or Miyamoto. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> if only it was that easy. Hey, if they listen. I'd like yeah. to talk to you guys. Yes. If, they're, <laughs> if they are somehow listening to our podcast, please send us an email. <laughs> I'm sure they are. We cracked the lid off that Adderall story, and everyone's going to be listening now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. Adderall so. gate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to see the esports like scandal where they were found smoking pot, and you just be like, that 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 guy's a trooper because mm-hmm. he actually paid attention and stayed away for it. Yeah, if anything, you should get bonus yeah. points. Yeah. All right. So next on our list, we have uh, today, Jagger and Deep Silver announced that they were not going to be working together anymore on Dead Island Two. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Is anyone upset by this news? Um, I'm upset they're making a Dead Island too. Yeah, that's the yeah, thing. Like, I'm not <laughs> super committed to the to Dead Island too. I mean, if that makes <laughs> if it went the other way. Yeah, the only uh, yeah, I mean, if that means that there won't be a sweet backwards trailer, then that'd be a problem. But uh, that's really like the only thing. That but I then have do you feel on. like you were, you know, conned a little bit with that trailer? I think a lot of people feel conned after that one. Absolutely, but that was something great. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. Is yeah. like. That's the only thing that would be that I'm looking forward to in Dead Island Two is the possibility of a trailer that's as good as that. Yeah. So beyond that, I'm not that really concerned. Uh, Yeah, I don't. I don't really care about Dead Island Three specifically. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. No, no. Yeah, it was disappointing. And next story we have is uh, Metal Gear Solid Mm Five. Apparently, all Kojima's branding is being taken off of it. Oh, that's really crappy. Is anyone? concerned about this it's not a good sign and it also feels you know like kind of a dirty play to do it is kind of because if he started working on it he should still get some well, credit yeah right? and he created it and kind of like you know nurtured this whole franchise still along until thing. now and everything yeah to because i mean at this point in the development it would actually like take time and cost money to remove all that so they're really going out of their way, <laughs> just to stick them. Just, a, just stick yeah, just to yeah, stick yeah. a middle finger up to Ke- Kojima. Yeah, I know. I thought that he was someone finishing it. I thought that was part of the deal. He slept with someone's wife. I swear. Man. <laughs> what, what is, why are you changing my charger? Good podcast. So I won't kill anybody. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I thought that I thought that the deal was that he was going to finish Metal Gear Solid Five. I don't know. That's what I've been led to believe. I yeah, actually, I did think that because he came out and I think Konami came out and said, "Oh yeah, Kojima's still in the project." Blah, yeah. Blah blah. And then nope, nope, nope. Yeah. He Which, really upset someone at Konami or something. Clearly. Well, yeah, especially because like Konami hasn't really been in the best state lately, and their one they're making mobile games. The one <laughs> thing that they have to hold on to, well, they had to hold on to was Kojima, mm-hmm. and now yeah. he's gone. They're just making it worse. They're just that bridge is like Ash. burned, and yeah. they're not even trying to replace it. Yeah, maybe they have something super secret up their sleeves that we don't know about. I doubt it. Like a robot Kojima. 
A, ro- a Robo Kojima? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty good. They don't need Kojima anymore because they have Robo Kojima mm-hmm. who can do everything Kojima can do except he's a cyborg mm-hmm. or a robot. Mm-hmm. That might work. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be something. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe they have artificial intelligence like her and they don't even need people. Yeah. Konami's just a, an entity that collects money and doesn't have to spend anything. Yeah, I don't think they're collecting money. <laughs> <laughs> and In theory. The last piece of news that Brendan has given me, and I'm not entirely sure about because I don't know that much about it, is mm-hmm. Motive Studios, which is now being run by Jade Raymond, who used to run Ubisoft Toronto. Mm-hmm. That's correct, then, right, Brendan? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, what is she? Oh, they're working with Visceral Games to do... Uh, he's now... Tell Cody. Star Wars. Star Wars. That's what it was. <laughs> I knew it was something. I was like, what is it? Uh, it's a pretty big deal. <coughs> That's huge. Yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. But there's like a crap ton of Star Wars games, which just makes me feel like, yeah, it's another Star Wars game. Yeah, but... But what? It might be a good one. It might be a good one. Yeah. If you throw it, not... It might be a good one. <laughs> it might not be a good one. But she's known for doing some of the, the Assassin's Creed. She's and working oh, with right, right, Amy right. Henning. That's what it is. Game. Thank you. Oh, so it's the one from that they... Because Amy Henning's the one that was on Uncharted, right? Yes. 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 Okay. Not so. the other Naughty Dog. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's I a big deal this. for her to get on that, because whatever that yeah. game is, they obviously have huge plans for if they're poaching Uncharted people to make it happen. This should be interesting. Well, it is... I assume it's Disney's money. Is it going to be Disney's money? I don't know. I don't know how the licensing would break down. Is it? EA has very solid. Star I, Wars see, I don't games. know how licensing works I think between like properties. I like, think it's Disney owns Star Wars, but EA. I think make games. Disney owns. So they have to the way it pay works. money to license it from. No, Disney? they own Lucasfilm. Oh. Yeah, oh. which is the production company and uh, merchandise. I think it's only like small mobile titles that Disney actually collects okay. for Star Wars. That's confusing. Yeah, it's. Whatever. I'm sure they get Divvied a piece up of in a it. Weird they have to because yeah. it's their property that yeah. they're using. But EA, yeah, but EA will be charged for it. Okay, well, that, yeah, that's a huge deal for her, so that's exciting. Let's see, I put the news story earlier this week and totally forgot what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I read a lot of news in the week. A lot mm-hmm. of stuff happens. A lot of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. I think that's it for news unless Phil has some movie Yeah, I got news. some stuff for Woo! sure. Um, all right, so, uh, well, first up, do we want to talk about um, any of the trailers from Comic-Con? I guess we should, right? Yeah, I suppose. Okay, yeah, Suicide Squad still looks bad. Hmm? Suicide Squad still yeah. looks bad. Yeah, still looks bad. It's just in motion now. And um, he's got silver, he, he has a grill. Yeah, he I know. He has a messed up grill. Yeah. It's silver, but they're kind of mangly, but it's still silver. I know, I, I know. I thought it looked kind of cool. No, <laughs> no, roll away right now, Cody. <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I yeah, I don't trust it one bit. I mean, like, I anything that's interesting about it is just like what Suicide Squad is, which is just what Dirty Dozen is. Really, I love that uh, Will Smith actually said the name of the movie in the trailer. So we're some sort of Suicide Squad. It's like, oh god. Well, yeah, Face of course palm. they were going to say that. Face palm. Yeah, it's yeah. the name of the movie. Oh my god. But that's <laughs> kind of like it's because Cody's little. <laughs> but that's also kind of like standard in a comic book movie, right? Because sometimes it's the name it's of the characters or the it group. is, it is. An, well, like if they didn't say Batman and Batman, it would be confusing. Batman is a little. I don't know. I find Batman can get away with it because you know it's the Batman. I think it's like, just uh, angry we're with like it. some sort of Suicide Squad. It's like, yeah, okay. It was a corny way of saying it, definitely. But, yeah, now that looks, I mean, I have to admit it didn't look as, like, incompetent as I was concerned about, but it, I'm still not okay. into it. It's yeah. true, it doesn't look as incompetent, it doesn't look <laughs> yeah. like a good movie. Yeah, I'm still not super into it. I think at the end of the day it's going to be fun. 
No, Cody. You don't think it's going to be <laughs> fun at all? Like, you're just going to sit there and be like, I'm not amused. I have such an attachment to the character of Harley Quinn that if it's if they do oh, a yeah, bad portrayal of her, I'll just be upset. There's a lot of pressure for Yeah. Her. Well, I mean, the trouble... They picked the right actress. They just... I don't know if they gave her the right script. Well, the trouble with judging it right now is that, I mean, all a teaser like that's going to give away is the aesthetic, which yeah. is the one thing I but know I looks, don't like. No, I, I don't mind. Like, I hate her outfit, but yeah. at least it looks dark-ish. Like, well, yeah, beard. of course. But they could have done something really creepy with it. Yeah, I, I suppose. Um, yeah, so it's, like, too early to tell, but I still feel as irritated with that. The um, Batman versus Superman trailer, yeah. I thought, looked kind of interesting, but... Um, I really feel if they had sat down and had a coffee together, they could have avoided the whole Batman versus Superman thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> now, my issue with it <laughs> is that... Um, <laughs> exactly. No. I think he could kill the entire planet. Talk to him. He's Superman. He's not going <laughs> to kill anybody. Yeah, you could just talk out loud. He'd hear you. <laughs> but um, my major concern with it is that... Uh, it's not so much that the, I found the trailer particularly bad, although Ben Affleck already looks pretty rough, is that um, I've liked the trailer for every single Zack Snyder movie. And I've then subsequently not liked any of the movies, so I'm not going to oh. allow myself to fall into the trap this but time. You, if you hate this trailer, you might love the movie. No, that's what I'm saying. I like the trailer. Yeah. Oh, I thought it looked better trailer. than I thought it would be, but then I just had to remind myself of that. I don't think it was a coincidence that they didn't show any of Gail Gadot speaking. I you think that's going to be her major problem <laughs> as Wonder Woman. You have um, to hate the trailer, then you'll enjoy the movie. I don't. I don't know if it's an exact science like that. It's a science. Okay. All right. Perhaps you're Try right. Try it out. Um, yeah, but. but she, there are bits that look good. I mean, like when Superman tore the top of the Batmobile off and the Batman stood up to him. Like, that's a great moment. thing looks awesome. Yeah, like, that did look awesome, but I just, I don't... Uh. Wonder Woman does kind of look a little... Not... I was freaking out the whole time. Yeah. There's a lot of fun ideas in play with it, absolutely, but... <laughs> Cody's the optimist. I, I know. People at the table. It's weird, because I usually hate everything. Yeah. So it's weird that I'm sitting here being like, hey, guys, I'm... Hey, Suicide Squad, <laughs> yay! Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I, with both of them, my expectations are just so low in general. Not much could have really impressed me. But I have to admit, like, it did look like they were at least playing with... I like the idea of Gotham and Metropolis being next to each other and Gotham being sort of the run-down city. I think that's kind of a compelling Ghetto. idea. Oshawa yeah, of, yeah, yeah, the Hamilton. <laughs> I like that idea. And, uh, like, it, lo- it looks good uh, visually, but I just, yeah, I don't trust that. And the other thing as well is, is I'm, like, seeing the sheer volume of characters in play, I think it's probably going to be three hours and it's going to be insufferable. Oh, that's a long time. That's what I think. Well, I mean, Man of Steel was two and a half, and they covered a lot less ground than this one's clearly going to cover. So, <clears throat> but, hmm? I didn't mind Man of Steel. Yeah. It was best Superman movie since like the 70s. I didn't so mind the other Superman Yeah, but that's or... not like, that's not saying too much. Though, yeah, no, I wasn't giving it high praise. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was giving it something to work with. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, that's, yeah, it wasn't, no, it wasn't like a disaster. Certainly not, but uh, I feel like that's as good as Batman versus Superman's gonna be. It'll be okay. Yeah, I'll have to take it over an awful. I guess. I mean, I, I, guess. I don't really like Superman anyway, so. Yeah, but I mean, the trailer that did get me absurdly excited was the Evil Dead TV series trailer. I didn't watch it Which was yet. amazing. What are you doing, Mel? What are you oh, thinking? I went to watch it and my phone would connect. So I'm like, I'm oh, going to do it later. Mel. And I 
Mel, it looks perfect. I've I have heard to tell you, it looks it looks astounding. I've heard it looks um, yeah, no, it's like pretty well everything I wanted to see. It felt exactly like it felt like they hadn't lost a beat, and they were just picking up and doing a fourth Evil Dead thing. As Doesn't a he like series. say he has to warm up or something because he's out of shape? Yeah, he's out of shape. There's a bit oh, where he's leaping that. across a trailer and he catches the chainsaw mm-hmm. on his hand, and it's insanely gory, crazy gory. I, in fact, I I heard uh, from one of the I forget if it was from the actual panel or from an interview with Bruce Campbell. They said that they actually built a rig that was a keg, like a keg stand full of blood that they could spray. And that's how the actors knew they were in trouble. Well, yeah, keg, any, keg blood came out. <laughs> any Evil Dead fan's going to want that kind of blood. Totally. And I just wasn't sure if they were going to do it. I wasn't, you and know, you never know. But are. yeah, no, they're going full out and it looks yes. like exactly what you'd want. So I couldn't yeah. be more when excited. When does it start? It starts this, this. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, the premiere's on stars, Halloween. How yeah. perfect is that? Exciting. Now everything about it is just perfect. So that was, yeah, that was, that was the big takeaway for also, me from Comic-Con. Really? Deadpool. Did you see the oh, yeah, Deadpool looked fun. It actually looked yeah. really fun. Movie. It looked totally fun. That looks fun, Cody. <laughs> it's a different kind of fun, okay? <laughs> yeah, Deadpool looked fun. It's just Evil Dead looked like, like they like reached, reached into my dreams and were like, okay, Aww. Phil, we know what you want. This is it. You can, you can die after this. <laughs> so I appreciate that they did that. That was thoughtful of them. Um, and then, uh, and then yeah, and then the last news story we should talk about from Comic-Con that, that I will gladly move on is that uh, DC's finally going to do the animated Killing Joke movie. Oh, that should be interesting. They actually yeah. do good animated movies. They do. Oh, okay. They do. And it's, this one's been a long time coming. And, uh, yeah, it's going to come out, I believe. I mean, I don't think it's going to come out until 2016. But it's still coming. Um, they did sort of, like I assumed, because Killing Joke, uh, like, I love it. It's just it's not long enough for a DC movie. Normally those movies are adapted from like at what least four to six issues. It? They said they're going to have, a, there's going to be a 15 minute prologue setting up the story of like the relationship between the characters, which I knew they had to do something yeah. like my always, uh, cause like I, if you're going to do killing joke and you do it as is, you, I mean, you probably get like 40 minutes, maybe an hour out of it. So they need to do something to turn it into a movie. My hope was that they'd always just do like do killing joke, like release a disc that had killing joke and then like another Joker story on it. But this is what they're going to do, which I guess this is. It's just that of the Joker story is the beginning of, they, <laughs> of killing Joe. But um, I hope they do death in the family. The in the family or of the family? In the family. Yeah, with Robin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that'll be part of the love. prologue. Yeah, I'm sure they'll get that in yeah, there. I mean, they kind of did that in uh, Red Hood. That's the beginning of Red Hood. I haven't seen Red Hood. Oh, you'd like yeah, Red, Hood. Red, Red Hood. Red Hood's great. Red Hood Under and the, Red the, Hood. Uh, the other one, the, the Suicide Squad one. I keep meaning to buy the Blu-ray. I want the one oh, you had seen the Suicide Squad. No, one. I want to buy the Blu-ray that has a little exclusive Harley figure. Oh. Mm. Yeah. But those... you said that one was really good, and I was like, oh, I should watch it. Uh, it's good. I, mean, I, didn't, I don't recall saying really good, but it's definitely good. Good. <laughs> um, Better than Son of Batman. Red, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but Under the Red Hood is like one of the best ones they've done. I think I have it on. Is it on Netflix? One of them's on Netflix. Your one's on Netflix. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, that's one of their best yeah. ones they've done so far. Don't they do at least one a year? How many do they do a year? Yeah. What are they doing this year? Um, this year, uh, actually, sometimes even three. Uh, what are the next ones? Oh, there's one coming out that Bruce Tim did that's sort of like a mm-hmm. uh, sort of Elseworlds story where like Batman's a vampire oh, and yeah, Superman yeah. is actually Zod and Wonder Woman has some other shtick going on. It looks clever. I think it'll be fun. And then there's oh, another one in between that and Killing Joke. I forget what it is. But, yeah, the big news was Killing Joke, and I couldn't – that's been a long time coming. I, I was starting to think they wouldn't do it. Um, they didn't say whether or not they're going to get Mark Hamill, but he's always made it very clear that 
<laughs> that doing the killing joke was like the only thing that he'd ever come back uh, for. Yeah, and he even after they announced it, like released, like tweeted. Maybe they about were with, they were working up to it to see if the audience would respond to their first few. I think they were killing waiting. Joke's a little more. I think they were waiting the for a new stuff, right? uh, movie with the Joker to come out oh, to God. cross promote. I think that's what. Oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Are they really gonna cross promote th- that really with Suicide Squad? No, I mean, like, well, it, just in the same way that The Dark Knight Returns came out when Dark Knight Rises came out. That makes more sense to me. That's all. Well, yeah, they're reintroducing a new Joker who they're hoping is going to be the Joker for several movies. So. Did you find that the ultimate Joker story? Jared Leto sounded like he was imitating Heath Ledger? I mean, a little bit, but it was like he said a sentence. Like, it's really hard to judge so, so far, you know what I mean? I, I noticed that, like, he said two things, I think. The first one sounded like... Heath Ledger and the other one didn't. No. I think it's just the way he It sounded sound. a little bit. He should bit. do that. Just every scene change who he's imitating. So like Mark <laughs> Hamill one time, Heath yeah. Ledger another time. But it, sa- it sounded a little bit like him, but in the same way that like Heath Ledger sounded a little bit like Mark Hamill too. Like there's a certain timber to the Joker that's been kind of accepted. I didn't find that Heath Ledger sound- Mark <laughs> Hamill's way more animated than Oh, Heath no, 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 no. I'm not saying it's the same voice yeah. by any means. I just mean like there's a certain sort of high-pitched sort of mani- maniacal thing that everyone kind of does in Joker. I Wait. think Hamill probably started. Actually, no, I would think Romero started. Or, um, Caesar, Caesar Romero? Yeah. Yeah, I he guess you could have was, a little bit of that. He was like yeah. really high-pitched. Line that that's had, true. He had to laugh and everything. Yeah, 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 that's true. Now, everyone kind of, there is kind of a wheelhouse for Joker's voice. So, yeah, I mean, I've read the same things too, people saying, I think. He did, but I guess he would have to wait until. His yeah, I don't think, I, it's too early to judge. It sounded, it's, I, I, I think it sounded similar just in, in as much as it sounds kind of like what the Joker sounds like. All right. But, I mean, I'm just, I'm also trying to be really, really forgiving. Because um, <laughs> I want to like you it. Want to I like, like the it. idea in theory. You're allowed not to like it, Phil. I know. Well, that's the problem is that every time I see something, I, I don't like it. But I want, I want to like a Suicide Squad <laughs> movie. Every I like this. Every time I see an image or a trailer, I'm like, no. But I still, I want, I want to believe. Because I think it's such a great idea for a movie. I don't think the talent involved is going to be the problem. No, it's not the talent. You know what? It's not the talent. Because I like Will Smith. I just, I just Even David Ayer is making it isn't terrible. He's not the greatest, but he's pretty I, good. Who wrote it? I think that's where Same the Same guy. He wrote and directed it. Really? Yeah. Something about it. It's okay. David Ayer. He also wrote um, uh, Training Day. And he wrote and directed End of Watch. I don't know if you saw that one with Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena as cops in Los Angeles. No, I didn't see that one. And Fury, the uh, World War II movie last year. Um, I don't think I saw any of these movies. Yeah, they're they're not bad. I don't he, they're Day they're okay. Bad, yeah, no, I like Training Day. Um, well, we'll they're, then they're they're not bad, and they're all dark. And he has a good sense of action and character. So like. So maybe the movie will be good. It's just they picked horrible outfits for Harley. Yeah, I think that's probably that's a, and a, well, horrible, horrible outfits design. for everyone. Yeah, it's much, horrible yeah. character design at least with Harley. That's what I meant by aesthetic. That's yeah. the problem. Is like yeah, when I saw like yeah. I could see that like they were going for something in the trailer that I liked. It's just everyone looked yeah, like a clown. Yeah, <laughs> it's really. Not ugh. Right but we'll yeah. see what happens. It's different. Yeah, I'm not sure <laughs> if it's in a good way. I'm yeah, trying. Yeah, it just. It Obviously. feels like someone trying to do something that looks cool. Yeah, that they want to reach out to like the young kids. Like, oh, yeah. you know what? The young kids would love the grill. Yeah. Like, eh. What do kids like it's these too days? Calculated. Silver teeth. That's what kids like. Too calculated. Oh, speaking of uh, Batman news, here's another little bit of something. Um, they're still making that Lego Batman movie. And today they cast Michael Sarah to play Robin to Will Arnett's Batman. Yes. Michael Sarah. Which I thought was a good combo. That was a I good hate thing. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah in is everything? The in you everything. You don't like Scott Pilgrim? Best at I like, I just, he just, because he, he plays the same person. It's much like the problem I have with Will Ferrell. He doesn't get a lot of 
I've never seen him. Yeah, but not that's play true of most Mike actors. Bill Murray plays know, the same person every time. I don't like the character. Like I don't like George Michael from Arrested Development. Therefore, I don't really like. Many but don't you of his think that's a funny characters. idea for Robin, though? Someone that no. self socially self doubting and awkward. No, yeah. I don't. I don't I think you're in love with them, and this is the way you're acting out against oh, no. him. He's, he's I do. I scare. think that's the problem. I think, like, if we went, if we were to go break into your apartment right now, we'd see like a little folder with Michael Sarah pictures together. <laughs> a little shrine. I was getting yeah. him and Jesse Eisenberg mixed up too. Yeah, I did for a while too, but now I know their names, and it's not a problem anymore, Mel. <laughs> do I really care what their names are? I have better knowledge in my brain than what celebrities' names. Mm, well, you did. I say both of them. So you got those two. Yeah, because I kept getting mixed up and <laughs> kept yelling at I know. <laughs> I know. There is, uh, yeah, it was when they both got started, it was really confusing it for was. sure. But now. But Jesse Eisenberg has range. Michael Sarah does not. Well, I th- well I by range, you mean Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg can go between awkward and being a dick, then yes. <laughs> Michael Sarah can't do the dick part of the equation. <laughs> at least okay. he feels like he's playing different characters, whereas. Wait, isn't Jesse Eisenberg playing Lex Luthor too? Yeah, he is. Yeah. There you go. Although his let's see Michael Kurt Sarah Cobain, do his that. Kurt Cobain hair is a little rough. I didn't know. Yeah, that. it looks weird. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I'm assuming it's a wig that he'll take off at one point. It only makes sense. He's Lex Luthor Someone's for God's slap sake. His yeah, off. it's only a matter of time That's before that thing pops up. But it it's going to be distracting. That's how Superman then. defeats him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just like goes running home crying. Sets up the sequel. All right, next up. This is a weird one. Uh, Miyazaki, uh, director of Spirited Away, creator of, studio, of the dearly departed Studio Ghibli, has announced he's going to make his first short in CGI. He's going to try out CGI and give that a whirl. Oh, that would be really interesting. Which I thought, yeah, is odd. I don't know how I feel about that because hand-drawn animation is so like such a sadly dying art form, and he was one of the last people who was keeping it alive. It's yeah. sad to think he'll be leaving it too, but I think, unfortunately, I mean, that's just a reality. Eventually. Well, Let's Studio Ghibli's out. gone. Um, he's I 80, so I don't think he's going to be hand-drawing anything anymore. <laughs> he's 80? Yeah. All right, wow. never mind okay. then. Yeah, he's an old, older dude. All right. um, but I'll be, I'll be curious to see if what he does, because he has such a unique aesthetic and everything. Right? It'll be interesting to see what happens. What are you going to say, Mel? Okay. Okay. Should be interesting. Yeah. We'll see what he does. It was, it was a fun little bit of news. Um... And then the next next one is the least surprising news story ever, and that is that uh, Dan Aykroyd tweeted that he will have a cameo in the new Ghostbusters movie. So that surprises no one. Moving on. Um, yeah. Although I have to say, the more pictures I see of that, the more I, I think I'm kind of like getting a little bit excited for it, I have to say. They look good, the costumes and the props it's and everything. A, it's a movie. Yeah. It's a, this is the one that Cody's not excited for. I not really like Ghostbusters. <laughs> I, I know every line of Ghostbusters. It's like, it's, it was my first favorite movie. So are we having a so Ghostbusters I'm super, No, I'm just saying, I'm super yeah, into it. I, I totally get it. I'm so, like, attached, and I was so frustrated when they were going to do it at all. But I have to say, now that I've seen it, I don't know. I think there could be some fun. I mean, what it all what it ultimately comes down to, like, I think those four actresses are hilarious. They are it, the world, The world that they're creating, physical world, everything looks good. What it all comes down to is whether or not they can come up with interesting ghosts and stuff. That's ultimately yeah, going to be the deal. Is hilarious. Yeah. I've seen her and Kristen Wiig together, and they're good together. Totally. They're great together, yeah. and um, I love that girl from Saturday Night Live. Well, both of them, I, I suppose. I think they'll be funny. It's just whether or not they can come up with interesting villains. Because yeah. both the Ghostbusters movies did have that. Ghostbusters 2 had a lot of it's problems. It's just so easy wasn't. for a lot of 80s franchises to just kind of come back to the forefront. And like without a lot of thought and care put into the movie, and then it just sucks. Mm-hmm. 
and I Cody's don't want been wanna... burned before. Apparently. Oh no, I, I have. I hear you, but I think there's so many talented people involved with this who, who do true. genuinely care, that it at least has a chance. Take your girlfriend and see. Who knows? We'll yeah. see. I like it. All right. Cody, now, the look on Cody's face is priceless. I don't want it. All right. <laughs> now I've got three ridiculous stories that I'm very happy to share. These right. are great. First up, uh, David Fincher and Trent Reznor oh and Julie Taymor oh, are making a rock opera version of Fight Club. Because that's what... <laughs> that's um, a thing that's happening. That's what the world wanted. That's a that's real thing. Uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> I mean, if they made... Was it... Um, American idiot into a yeah, that's show? true. Why not? That makes more sense. I honestly that like, makes more sense. I honestly well, like. I would go to that just to see how the hell, like, what they plan on <laughs> doing to make that a thing. I'd see it. It's bizarre. Yeah, it like, are they gonna have a song about making soap? Like, yes, what's their plan for this? It's gonna it, be a rock opera. Trent Reznor, don't yeah. doubt him. It's oh, true. It's He's gonna have God. good. The music will be good at least. The music will be good. You already know the story is good, so. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's such a strange and subversive thing to put on as like a musical. I just, I would be curious whether it's good or a disaster. And Julie Taymor, um, she's. You guys know who she is. She did the uh, the Lion King musical with the big yeah. puppets and everything. She and does. That worked out really yeah, well. she does big, grandiose uh, things. So, it's be so visually, be interesting. Yeah. And she did the Spider Man musical. Oh, she did oh, Spider Man. Well, yeah, as well. Well, that was, that was, that was, was a step problem. down for her. <laughs> that was a problem. But I, from what I understand, the spectacle was good. It's just she didn't understand Spider Man. <laughs> so there's that. All right, next one. Uh, F. W. Murnau, the director of the original Nosferatu. Uh, his head, his skull was stolen from I his heard tomb this week. That. Um, apparently, yeah, that's the ultimate collector. Yeah, it's in it's in Berlin. Apparently, uh, they've had pe- regular problems with people breaking into his tomb. Um, that had been like a common thing. Like, I, and uh, apparently, yeah, someone broke in, stole his skull, and they found wax drippings all around. So there was some sort of ceremony going on. Oh God. Yeah. Um, ultimate collector. <laughs> yeah, isn't that wild? So yeah, that's wild. But. Um, far and away, my favorite movie news story of the week is that uh, the founder of Lebowski Fest, wait, the wait, Big Lebowski wait, wait, wait. Festival. That's a thing? Yeah, it's a thing they do every year. People get together, celebrate the Big We're Lebowski. Sweaters. They cosplay, they go bowling, everything. <laughs> um, it's an annual event. It's fantastic. I've always wanted to go. Um, but anyway, the founder of Lebowski Fest was arrested this week for smoking pot in a bowling alley, which huh. is <laughs> pretty well the greatest thing ever, really. That's... Yeah. I mean, what could Fitting. be? Oh, he's, yeah, <laughs> he's living the life. Yeah. He clearly means it. Um, so yeah, that just he ain't made no me pony. Laugh. That was one where I read it, and then I had to go to a couple news sources just to make sure it wasn't like an Onion article or something <laughs> like that, because it was too perfect. But yeah, I hope that guy's okay. I'm sure he's fine. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Thank you, Phil. No problem. So Phil. Yes. You saw Ant Man. I did see Ant Man. I want to hear about Ant Man. Okay. We'll talk about but it. Don't I'm scared to hear about Ant-Man. I actually quite liked Ant-Man. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Phil liked yeah. it. It was a lot of fun. And, um, in fact, everyone I've talked to who saw it uh, quite liked it as well. It's, 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 it's pretty charming. Uh, so, uh, I guess, yeah, just basic story beats. So, uh, Michael Douglas plays Hank Pym, the original Ant-Man. And in this version of the story, it starts off in 1989 with a cgi young uh, Michael Douglas, which is surreal to see. Storming into a boardroom and saying, how dare you take my shrinking thing? And then disappearing. And you're like, what? And uh, no, he had shrinking formula. and People wanted to take it, but they wouldn't give it to him. We flash forward to present day where uh, Paul Rudd plays a lovable rogue um, who's uh, sort of awkward, silly. And uh, Michael Cera. 
Yeah. Say, but like that's the thing. Is Paul Rudd's funny? Michael Cera is just really, really awkward. I think I you're think secretly Michael in love with him now. Like, that's my theory. Napoleon Dynamite. Oh. And I had to turn that movie off after 10 minutes because I couldn't sit there. Oh, you Napoleon don't like Dynamite's the best. What? You don't like awkward humor? Is no, that what it is? No, I don't think I do. Do you like The Office? I do like The Office. But do that's because like Jim is actually funny. <laughs> Something about Michael Sarah. Oh, I you even, watch it for I Jim? I like Arrested Development. I just don't like George Michael all that much. Can I go on? Thank Sorry. you. Um, no, it's fine. It was Cody's fault. <laughs> that's no, fine. No, I'm that's just, fault, I, it's right. fine. I'm just joking. All right. So, uh, yeah, he plays a recently from, released from prison thief uh, who's very good at what he does, but he's trying to get straight because he's got a, a, a daughter who he, needs, he would like to support, but he's not allowed to see. So things are rough. But he hangs out with Michael Pena, and Michael Pena's hilarious. So things aren't that rough. And uh, he tries to get a bas- job in Baskin Robbins. It doesn't work out. And then he, it's great. Um, and then that's a, that's a hilarious sequence. And then he ends up uh, being talked into doing a job by Michael Sarah, breaks into a house. Um, do you get an underground salt? Salt. An underground safe, yes. assuming that there would be vast sums of money in it. In fact, there is just a superhero suit. And it turns out the whole thing was set up as a sting by Michael Douglas's Hank Pym because he's looking for someone to take up his mantle as Ant Man. Because the evil, dastardly guy who you know is evil because he's got a shaved head um, is has uh, taken over his business and found a way to recreate his shrinking uh, device, turn it into a military weapon. He's going to sell it to Hydra. And that's bad news. So he needs to train uh, Paul Rudd to become Ant-Man, to break into his building, to steal back the suit, da-da-da-da-da. So basically, it's a superhero origin story, which we've seen a billion times before, and a superhero heist movie, which has actually never been done, weirdly enough. So uh, it's got a mixture of sort of the old and the new and the fresh and the and the tired, um, <laughs> and obviously a big thing with uh, big concern about Ant-Man is that Edgar Wright had been developing this one for years and years and years and years, and then quit right before filming, and uh, so you know there was lots of concern about this. It's Marvel trying to impose their thing on a filmmaker and ruin the vision and da 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 da. And watching it, I could definitely see where, like, at least I think the problems are, particularly as it sort of gears towards the third act. Um, the villain who they have in place just feels really tacked on. It feels like there was a different plan to sort of get into Hank Pym's uh, backstory involving the horrible things that he did to his wife that Disney probably didn't want in a Disney movie because that would be inappropriate. And so that's been sort of uh, a race. This new villain's been kind of crammed in, and then there's also some stuff that is there blatantly to set up Doctor Strange and also some stuff where Ant-Man meets an Avenger that feels disposable. Um, so I can see where it is because obviously Edgar Wright's movies are very, very tight. Everything leans from point A to point B very, very clearly. That's not it, that's not so much the case here. But that being said, it is incredibly uh, entertaining. There's tons of stuff that you can tell um, that feels very much like Edgar Wright, particularly the action sequences. I mean, he left only a few weeks before shooting started, but the way those giant movies work is he would have been supervising like all the action scenes along before them. So I'd imagine most of those were in, in left intact and the stuff they do with the uh, shrunk down large scale action is really fun and visually exciting and entertaining. You see like Ant-Man falling down drains or at one point, one, one point running across a record, trying to dodge the needle things, really clever things. And particularly when they sort of get to without spoiling anything too specifically, when they get to the big final fight scene, it's sort of, in a it's in a child's bedroom so you're watching this huge big fight 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 and then they'll like zoom out and you'll just see little blips on like a desk <laughs> causing no damage little things like that that are very very clever uh paul rudd is um 
Paul Rudd's great. Um, he's basically playing a because he almost becomes a superhero by accident in this. So he's playing a very self-conscious, like uncomfortable superhero, which is kind of a funny idea that I hadn't really seen before. And um, what I like about it in terms of his grander place in the Marvel Universe is, aside from the fact that most of the Marvel movies have a comedic tone to it, they don't, only Tony Stark is funny. The other heroes basically just kind of funny things happen to them. Or they kind of riff off of what Tony said. Exactly. So I think he's going to be a really fun addition, who is like actually a funny hero. Um, yeah, it's in, just in general, it's probably one of the funniest of all the Marvel movies they've done so far. Do you think they wanted to make another funny hero because we know that... Uh as part, that's one of my thoughts, for sure, for sure. But also, like Ant Man, they initially announced back with Iron that's Man true. one and the Hulk. Like, it's been going; they, they've been delayed that long. They play, no, definitely not. I wonder if they already had picked a like a tone to take with it. Oh it. yeah, 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 yeah. Like they would have known it was going to be funny, certainly. Um, but oh, it works uh, out for them. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I was, I thought the guy who they replaced Edgar Wright, Peyton Reed, I thought he did a really good job. And, uh, yeah, the cast was great, the way they've set things up. Yeah, I mean, the biggest surprise out of all of it was when it was done. I'm disappointed because I know what all the Marvel movies are for, like, five years, and none of them are Ant-Man 2, and I really want Ant-Man 2. Because I really like that he's now one of my, he really fits in well and one of my favorites. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, it's flawed, but... It's still, yeah, it's it's still a hell of a lot of fun. Um, Another win for them, an unexpected one. And uh, I I hope it does well because I had a great, great time with it. Um, Yeah, I don't really have anything much negative to say about it aside from it getting a bit muddled towards the end. And it's one of the few that, aside from, like I said, the story kind of falls apart a bit toward near the end, it's. The only Marvel movie I can think of that actually, like, the final climactic fight is actually the best part of the movie. It's the first time they managed to pull that off. So that's something. To see Ant-Man. Yeah, I was really pleased. Yeah, you should. Cody, you want to see Ant-Man? Not really, actually. I wasn't... He wants to see Suicide Squad, but not Ant-Man. Ant-Man did... Now that I've heard you talk about it, I want to see it. But before that, leading up to it, I was like... "Mm." Yeah, I felt Mm. the same way, because it's not like I ever had any attachment to Ant-Man. Many people Before? have attached to the Ant. No, there are. Yeah, I mean, it's not the most popular character, but it's been around since the '60s, so people are into it. But um, yeah, no, I think like ultimately, whatever went wrong, um, you know, was unfortunate. But at the end of the day, clearly, you know, everyone they they did make a good movie despite everything. So good. yeah, I think uh, yeah, worth. Worth checking out. And then I could also talk about Mr. Holmes, if you'd like. Yeah. Uh, so Mr. Holmes, Sherlock Holmes movie with Ian McCallum as Mr. Holmes. Um, How old is that man? Hmm? He's How in his late 70s. Yeah, near 70s, but he's playing even older. He's playing in Sherlock Holmes yeah. in his 90s on one of the cross, one of the timelines. So basically, uh, it's mostly set in 1947, and the concept for this is that uh, while Sherlock Holmes existed and was a real dude, he also was a, fiction, he was a popular literary character um, because... Watson uh, wrote all his stories down and published them in pulp magazines. So we're to believe that all the books exist, but also he was a real guy. They were just exaggerated, and then movies were made. So at a certain point, um, Sherlock couldn't take it anymore, and now he lives uh, in a small a small country mansion where he tends to bees. <laughs> and uh, he's 90, he's about to die. He only really interacts with his housekeeper and her precocious child. 
and uh, the precocious child keeps asking questions about his wonderful days as a detective, and the problem is his memory's starting to go, but he's trying to remember the last case that made him want to quit being a detective, so we see that unfold where we see a slightly sprier Ian McKellen, but still obviously, you know, old dude because he's old. And uh, and at the same time, there's also a story that really goes nowhere in which he goes to Hiroshima to try and find uh, some sort of bizarre extract someone has pulled from the rubble to restore his memory. But, uh, so anyway, so is is basically fan fiction. Um, <laughs> there's no kinder way to put it. It's not amazing. But there are some intriguing ideas in it, um, in particular... The final case they came up with is sort of this uh, Sherlock Holmes being assigned to follow this woman, finding her, and then finding out that even though he was correct about what was wrong, that there were deeper personal consequences he'd ever imagined, and she also calls him out and kind of destroys him. It's a really, really compelling moment. The rest of it is very, very maudlin. Um, There's a second mystery that, like, if you don't know what it is as soon as it's announced, you're not paying attention, and that shouldn't be in a Sherlock Holmes movie. It's one of the most... That Sherlock Holmes should be smarter than the audience, and that's a problem. And ultimately, it is just sort of a kind of bland, uh, soft-focus Oscar Beatty movie. Not a horrible one. I mean, the best part about it is, is Ian McKellen, and he's extraordinary. Um, he's just gotten so good at what he does that he can communicate incredibly complex emotions with just, like, flicking his hair or a small glance in his eye. So he's amazing to watch. Every other character is basically a cartoon, uh, just used to advance the plot, which gets so there. So it's it's not great, but he's really good. I guess ultimately I was just disappointed because um, this was him reuniting with director Bill Condon, and together they did Gods and Monsters. You, you guys see that one? It's about the. Uh, it was about James Whale, who directed the original Frankenstein. Okay. Um, and it's a really, really great movie because um, James Whale had a really sort of complicated relationship with that film and a really difficult life as he was a gay man in the 30s when such things were not accepted. So it was a really kind of fascinating look at taking a pop icon and sort of tearing apart and finding this really sort of raw, horrible human tragedy within that, which I was hoping they were going to do with Sherlock Holmes, but they didn't. They just made a story about how it's, it stinks to get old. That's the ultimate message. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's how enlightening! I know. So even the world's greatest detective will one day get old. Yes, will one day get old. Yeah. So I ha- I I have to admit I was let down, but at the same time, it's by those standards of movies, it's not horrible. And Ian McKellen is fantastic. I mean, isn't he a pretty good actor? So if you like desperately, desperately, desperately want to see Ian McKellen play Sherlock Holmes, you'll get that. You won't get a great Sherlock Holmes movie, so but you'll get an adequate container for that performance they jump from like a young well not a, i guess he's not really young but yeah. uh, a sexy sherlock holmes with robert downey jr to super old sherlock holmes yeah well that's the thing is that uh super actiony and super there's no the the uh, copyright of sherlock holmes is expired so anyone oh, can do so it anyone now. can make sherlock oh, holmes yeah all right, yeah, all right yeah, phil yeah, we have a project to yeah do. there you go <laughs> we'll pass um, cody and he'll just get lost yeah yeah <laughs> so when people do that now it's all reinterpretation and yeah i guess that is part of the other problem is that like this casting is so good that, like, when the most two representa- two recent representations of Sherlock Holmes are those Robert Andrew movies, which I kind of like, and the Benedict Cumberbatch uh, TV show, which is really good, it's, yeah, to just have a kind of okay one. That ain't right. This hurts a little more. No, definitely not. Yeah. So that was okay. Um, but instead, see Ant-Man. Yeah, Ant-Man was actually really pleasantly surprising, because I definitely, like, felt a bit nauseous about it. I wasn't sure how it was all going to go, but it's... Yeah, it's been great. I've been, in fact, it was so fun that I'm surprised that the 
because the marketing's been a bit subdued for this by Marvel standards, and the trailers aren't a very good representation of it. So I don't know. I think they're just like, I think they were just incredibly cautious about it because of all the internet controversy, which is is like represents so much of their fan base. But it's a shame because if they'd shown that at Comic Con last weekend, I'm sure people would have went nuts and there would have been so much hype for it. But they just elected not to. Oh, their mistake. They have tiny billboards. Yeah, I have one of those. I found one. <gasps> you found one? I did, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that's cool. So maybe, that, maybe that's why I like, like it. No. They're, like this big. they're actually, like, just a couple inches tall. Yeah, they're, like... No, they're bigger than that. They're like this. There you go. They're yeah. Okay. Actually, I thought they were smaller. From the pictures they took, they looked a lot smaller. Maybe there are varying... <laughs> funds of varying sizes, but mine, yeah, is basically like the, like this with a little metal stand. <laughs> that's cute. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. All right, we'll put pictures of Bill's billboard on the Instagram sometime. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, why not? It's cool. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I Once Ant-Man's out, it doesn't seem like a... It's still fun. Okay, I'll bring it in next week then. <laughs> Thank you. Or you can just take a picture of your phone and send it to me. I have to bring it all the way in. Eh, yeah. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Cody? Making it difficult, yes. What have you been playing? I have developed an Uh-oh. addiction, guys. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Uh, I finally got around to playing Shin Megami Tensei 4 okay. on the 3DS, and yeah. that's my life now. Yeah. No girlfriend, no dog, no work, just Shin Megami Tensei. That is a very <laughs> accurate statement. <laughs> it's, <clears throat> if no one knows what it's about, it's like, uh, imagine Pokemon, but a little more uh, in-depth. Uh, there's a lot more going on with the battle system, all that stuff. Um, you play as a samurai in a sort of futuristic past. It's weird. It's like a gray area. Um, and you're futuristic supposed to collect... Past. Well, it's... It seems like the past, but they have like newer technology. Yeah, it's one of those eras that you're like, yeah. oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the further you go in, the more you realize uh, it's like a new civilization based on top of our civilization that uh, kind of crumbled. Uh, but it's really cool because you're supposed to. Uh, the whole premise is you collect demons, uh, just like Pokemon. Just <laughs> is it way darker. Yeah, no, they're so. <laughs> so cool. this is Brendan's version of Pokemon. Yeah, imagine like Magic the Gathering style artwork with um, with demons. You're supposed to collect them and build a team, but the uh, you don't just like throw a Pokeball and and catch them. You actually mid battle you'll stop and you'll talk to the demon and you'll barter with him to get him to join you. And like seriously, you'll be like, "I want this," and you'll either give it. You have you can give it to him, refuse or cheat. Um, and sometimes you can get away with cheating, and they'll be satisfied. But if you do it too much, they'll catch on to your lies, and then they'll leave, or they'll try to kill you. Or um, sometimes, if you just if you comply to all of their demands, they'll just take all your crap and leave. Um, yeah, no, it's really. And then you can fuse demons to make bigger, better demons. Uh, like it's play Shin Megami Tensei for. Yeah. And addictive. if you haven't, um, well, I mean, they, they have uh, Shin Megami Tensei Devil Survivor overclocked on the 3DS, mm-hmm. and they just released Shin Megami Tensei Devil Survivor 2. So that one just came out, so I'm playing the one that came out before Devil Survivor 2. I don't know if it's connected in any way. This is my first Shin Megami Tensei game. And, and it's in your bag right now, isn't it, Cody? Um, no, I took it out because oh, my 3DS ho, ho. died. Actually, oh, you I, left the house without your one thing that you're addicted to. Yeah, have you been thinking I, about I'm it trying all to day? move on. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. I, it's it's a problem. Like it's that's what I've been doing. Cody, Cody, Cody. People are like, what? Are, what how what does have your you girlfriend feel about this? 
Well, she's been like playing Banjo Tooie, so it's oh, a it's, that's a one player game. So while she's doing that, I'm, <laughs> so you have your one player game. Yeah, but I mean, she probably would wouldn't mind if I spent a little more time <laughs> with her. <laughs> Is that all you've been playing? Yeah, uh, a little bit. Uh, uh, before I picked that up, uh, I was playing uh, Shenmue Two. Of course you were. Because of the announcement. I wonder why. <laughs> I am not surprised in the least. <laughs> oh, I didn't get to share this with the internet. When we were doing our votes for <laughs> uh, Best from E3, I voted for Shenmue 3 uh, for every category it could possibly be voted for. So Best in Show, Best Indie Game, Best PS4 Game, Best PC Game. Yep. Uh, we know which one was Cody's when we saw the list. Mm -hmm. I had a little bit of a fanboy moment. With. A little bit? <laughs> he had quite the fanboy moment. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, and, I mean, I've been playing Ocarina of Time, too, but that's just something I always come back to because it's an awesome game. So is that your fallback on? Oh, yeah. That's like... My fallback movie is always just uh, the, the first Tim Burton Batman because I just... Oh. There's something about it that's always just so fun to go back and you don't have to think a lot. And Ocarina of Time is kind of like that now because I've played it so much I just can... Actually, I know how to do everything. That makes what's your fallback movie, Phil? My fallback movie? Like if you're sick or in a bad mood or I'll just watch. That's um, a movie that you love that makes you feel warm and safe. I mean, like I don't know if I have one in particular because I've watched You don't have one that you keep finding that you keep watching over and over again? I mean, like I have some that I've watched that many times, but I don't know. I don't think I have one in particular. You I ever mean, get into like a bad mood and you're like, I gotta go home and watch. I used to. Okay, so what was it? I mean, like, there are several. Like, uh, when I was, okay. like, I mean, like, Ghostbusters was that there for the go. first, like, ten, 10 years. And then I was, like, that with Star Wars for a while. Mm -hmm. And then Train Spotting for a while. Yeah, that's for my that angst. That is your relaxation I my, movie? I was during my angsty teen years. Jeez. Yeah. Um, I saw that once. I never want to see Train Spotting again. <laughs> oh, Train Spotting's great. Uh, during my angsty never puts years. me in a like relaxed this is nice <laughs> mood and then like and then i'll watch like uh no you're so cynical <laughs> and then I'll, I'll i'll watch like groundhog day at least once a year for go. similar yeah. reasons and uh yeah so i've got like a few like that but I, i've nice. never had one that i've only watched oh transponding is a blast oh Wait, i don't God. know what you're talking about that's so entertaining <laughs> Are you sure you're not confusing it with Requiem for a Dream? Because I would understand that. One, that. <laughs> Requiem for a Dream is awesome. But, but Train Spotting's a joy. That's a comedy. Oh yeah, the yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean the scene with the baby's rough. I won't pretend <laughs> yeah, otherwise. Exactly. But, but other than that, it's a great time. You're crazy. Uh, the movies I watch when I get. Sick. Oh, and Evil Dead Two. I watch go. Evil Dead Two all there the time go. as well. Yeah. See, he has some good fallback movies yeah. for Train Spotting. What about you? Uh, the first Silent Hill movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. I watch very frequently, and Inception. Mm. Really? I love watching it. Yeah, if I'm sick or really To relax, you watch Inception? Yeah, it's constantly. Um. You know, the thing is, like, that's the thing is, um, if, I, if I'm in a bad mood or something, something that makes, like, calms me down very much is uh, the air raid sirens from Silent Hill. Fair oh, enough. Yeah. Okay. That seems like it should have the opposite effect, but that's <laughs> cool. Doesn't. I guess it's very much like your train spot. Yeah, whatever floats your boat, right? right? Yeah. Inception's like a, it's a pretty long movie, too. I eh? love Inception. Really? Yeah. If I'm depressed, I'll watch Inception. Like, my favorite movie ever is The Godfather. Yeah. Or Bergman. <laughs> and I, but those are kind of long. That's why, like, I always go back to Batman. You're know, like, Batman's short. It's from the 80s. Yeah. The movie's only an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, and it has a soundtrack from Prince. Like, you can't, you can't go it. wrong. There you go. Mm -hmm. Everything Prince. you could ever want in the world. Mm -hmm. Prince and Batman. On oh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, I do that a lot, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's a great one. There you go. That's yeah, just that. That'll cheer you Rainy up no matter what. Oh man, if you're ever in a bad mood, put on Pee Wee. You'll be fine in ten minutes. Um, yeah, I've been. I can. I can get in on this last one playing action if you oh, want me to. Oh, can you? Because mm-hmm. you've been playing something. I've like been playing Lego Jurassic Park. Yeah, or Lego Jurassic World. I guess. It's just Lego Jurassic. Title. It's just I'm not into Jurassic World yet because I'm. Okay. I, I wanted to be. I wanted to be purist about it. Oh. And do Jurassic Park and Lost World first. Yes, because this, this Lego game includes all the movies. It's got all four. That's yeah, really, I like that. They do that. Like yeah, the, the Indiana Jones collection had all the movies. Totally. And, yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense because the way they condense the stories, like you couldn't really stretch Jurassic Park out long enough. And especially, um, it was funny because as I was playing Jurassic Park, and like playing it in Lego, you really realize, yeah, I guess there wasn't really it wasn't that elaborate. It was just like really well done, and the fact a dinosaur was there was enough. So I can picture how uh, the Jurassic World, even though I don't like the movie nearly as much, will work way better as a Lego game. Yeah. And perhaps that explains why it's so popular with the kids these days, because uh, that's more where their attention spans are at. But anyway, um, yeah, I can't say I haven't done Jurassic World yet. You can play that like immediately, and then it sort of felt like the other ones were almost Tacked like on? bonus features. Yeah, um, Yeah, very well done. But I'm sure, so I haven't done Jurassic World yet. I wager that's when it'll get bigger and broader. But, I mean, thus far, it's just been a nostalgic blast, as all those LEGO games are. And, really uh, made me laugh hearing, like, Jeff Goldblum's voice come out of a LEGO, Lego character. Did you say you could get um, Geeky Jeff Yeah, you can have Geeky shirtless? Jeff Goldblum or shirtless. Yeah, you have your choice. Is it Jeff Goldblum yeah. for every move? Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, hearing him do that, uh, 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 was one of my favorite things ever. Um, you can play as dinosaurs, which I, like, should have seen coming but didn't. So that's, that's awesome. great. Yeah, right? Can you eat um, I haven't gotten to use, uh, I mean, maybe in Jurassic World, but thus far, the I, I like I, it, it was just sort of the herbivores I was playing. So oh. I did some stuff with like uh, the tr- Triceratops okay. after you like make them feel better. Fun. Yeah, and, and the, you know, cute Lego in jokes are there. Like uh, Laura, Laura Dern's character from Jurassic Park, her power is that she jumps into poo to find things. So that was great. It was a nice touch. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it really, uh, did everything I want out of a Lego game. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World both felt pretty short. Uh, Jurassic Park and Lost World, rather, both felt pretty short. So we'll see if Jurassic World has more, put put more time and space into it, which I could see happening given this movie tie-in. But still, I can't pretend like I did everything I wanted in both of those. So I am continuously amazed how well that Lego formula holds up. Because it really shouldn't. And they've also made it even more idiot-proof because the only times that I ever got frustrated at a Lego game would be like, when you're at a point in the level where you need only one character to open one thing, and I know, I just can't remember who it is that does it. Now, if you go up and you have the wrong character, a little icon will pop up and show you the face of the right one. And I really appreciated that. I really appreciated that. Fail-proof. That was the one thing that I would screw up, and now I don't even have to worry about that. Now it's just easy breezy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are you looking forward to Lego Dimensions? What is Lego Dimensions? I think I may be blissfully unaware of this. It's getting pushed as, like, the next big thing. Yeah, because yeah, it's a bunch of Lego, I don't know, licensed, like, or licensed properties that Lego have already, has already worked with. Oh, and they're crossing over? Yeah. Oh, about time. So you'll see, like, is it The Simpsons, Portal, <sighs> Batman, Wizard of Oz, Star Wars. Oh, my Back God. I'm going to go home and watch videos of this nonstop. This is exciting. Actually, isn't it... It's a toy. It's also Toys to Life. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. It's like Skylanders. It's, yeah, uh, it's a Toys to Life. You um, actually build your portal that you put them on. Yeah. Hmm. 
That's it, fun. It's a Lego game that comes with Lego. Yeah, it's, surprise, it's shocking it took them this long to think of that one. Yeah, but all those properties. I Portal know. and Star Trek. It's exciting. That's exciting. I look forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be a good it's time. Be, Lord of the Rings is another one. Yeah. Everything. Everything Lego can get their hands on, they're throwing in. Sweet. So either it'll be really good or really bad. just a bad. mess, yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll have to wait and find out. Well, can it be worse than Infinity? Mm. No. No. I can't see yeah, it. Because yeah. they've already shown that they can cross over into different worlds, and that already just beats whatever Infinity's trying to do. So It's true. Infinity has... Shouldn't make it an annual franchise. That was a bad idea. Bad, bad idea. Mm-hmm. But that's how they get the money from the kids. And no, the, you just make more toy box crap. Yeah, theoretically, if they just keep releasing steady... Yeah. Expansions, which is essentially what they are. That would have been fine. But they're always making new discs. You have to get a new portal and stuff. Yeah. It's like new disc, new portal, new characters. Yeah. I don't even want to review the next one. It's Star Wars. Oh, well. Last That's going to be sad. Yeah. I heard. I was going to buy it, too, because like, you can play as Venom. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, mm-hmm. buying this. I want to play as Venom. And... I talked to you, and you talked me out of it. Hmm. You're going to buy a Disney Infinity by the first one. $70. It's actually good, the first yeah. one. Yeah. I really love the first one. Second one, yeah, no. No, 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 no. But no, they're, no, no, they're no, no, toying no. with me. They have, like, yeah. Star Wars and Marvel. I don't know what they're going to do after Star Wars, though. Hopefully, they'll just go back to Disney properties. Yeah, maybe. What else do they... Make, like, the fourth one encompass all of them? It'll be, like, Disney Infinity Dimensions. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like now you can finally use all your characters on one game. I think they're actually making it, at least that you can bring in characters that don't have to do with that storyline anymore because you couldn't use characters that weren't involved in like the Marvel Universe. You yeah. couldn't use like Aladdin or something. But I think with the next one, they're actually allowing you to bring people well, that aren't from Star Wars into the Star Wars universe. Even there, like you couldn't use people that weren't in like the Avengers movies you couldn't use them in, like, Venom wouldn't work in the Avengers No, world. you could only use... Um, Rocket Raccoon. And someone else. If you got all the, tel- the tokens hidden around. Yeah. Them. Yeah. That's what I mean. Rocket wasn't even worth it. I was so upset. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Phil's like, ugh, I've never played Disney Infinity. This is boring. Yeah, I was a little lost there for a second, but I feel bad for you guys. It sounds like it was rough. It was rough. It was <laughs> yeah. so rough. Anyway, I don't think we have anything else to say this week. Of course, you can come to the website to see Phil's full review of both Ant-Man and Mr. Holmes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody, you have any... Uh, some on of some my things. Let's Play stuff. Oh, yeah, you uh, want to see Cody get lost? Yeah, I have. there's like two or three of them up now of just me wandering around various game environments not knowing where I'm supposed to go. I think there's like four or five now in the library of Cody just yeah. like, uh, I'm lost. <laughs> It's, so it's, that he has company when he's lost. Well, you actually he always yeah, has company. I always, yeah, you can't put me. If you put me in like a side scroller, I can do it by myself. That's but when it's, <laughs> but most of the time, 3D I didn't get lost. Cody in, just don't work out. I didn't get lost in, uh, in in Batman. I was really proud of myself there. You didn't get lost in Batman. Yeah, no, I did. I, that, which is surprising. Did you play Gears of War? Was that Lavina? I was playing Gears. Did you get lost? I don't think so. I shared it. I shared it on Twitter, and I said I didn't get lost. So, so then you didn't get lost. Cody's, Cody's getting up there. He's finding his I'm way. I'm learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, most of my stuff I'm still working on. Yes, he's working. You're currently working on a piece about the book that came out quite a while ago, Console Wars. Yep, it's Here. getting turned into a documentary. 
That's cool. Uh, and they're also doing a feature film. And I got to talk to Blake J. Harris, who's the author, and he's also working on the documentary. Uh, awesome guy. I hope he's working on the documentary. Yeah. Uh, awesome guy. Uh, fantastic interview. I, talk, I actually talked to him uh, earlier in the day, and um, we ran out of time because he had another thing he had to do. Um, and he just sent me his phone number and was like, call me back cool. at this time, and we'll pick up our conversation and no one's ever done that for me before cool it's awesome he's a really good guy Cody felt like a VIP mm. yeah a little bit and I got to review Console Wars um, that's on the website somewhere yes. it's, it's still on the website this great book mm. there's also a ton of previews that still came out of E3 we have lots of stuff like Sniper Ghost Warrior Gears of War The Ultimate Edition uh, Mighty Number no. 9 I don't know if they'll be interested. It seems like a Phil thing. Mighty Number Nine. What's that? Uh, the people who did Mega Man. It's Mega Man, just not Mega Man. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm super into that. See, even Phil's gonna go and read the preview of Mighty Number Nine. Yeah, Man. definitely. Yeah. And today actually went or yes, today went up the preview of some of the Project Morpheus VR stuff, which I am so looking forward to. I saw a video of a guy playing one of them. And he had both move controllers and he could do stuff. You could see what he could see. It's like, oh my god, I'm so excited. Yeah, me Are they too. Back the move controllers now. Yeah, so go and buy them while people forget that they're a thing before they get expensive again. Mm-hmm. And I can't play anything pretty much because my PlayStation 3 era died. You have a PS4. R.I.P. PS3. There's more stuff on my PlayStation that I was willing to finish. But can you import it over to the... Oh, no, you can't, right? Because I don't think I'm it sorry, automatically Mal. saves the cloud and stuff. Well, at least you have a PS4. Yeah, but I want to finish All, like, five South Park and stuff. You're not console-less. You never finished South Park? No, I went to finish the other day, and the PlayStation's just like, beep, 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 and then... You can like, definitely get South Park for the PS4, though, so you should be able, if you have, it's on the same account, you should be able to transfer that right over. Uh, we have a disc, though. Oh, that's a problem. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. <laughs> no, I'll, buy that, I'll buy that disc off you. No. You Mike <laughs> still uses it. <laughs> oh, you have a PS3 in the house? Yeah, but his, oh, his PS3 is not going to have my game saved that I've already started. It's true, but oh, you should have started over at South Park. It's hilarious. I hate starting. You started that a year ago. Racer. You won't even remember what the beginning of it was. It's, and it's all hilarious South Park jokes. <sighs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think you'll be fine with that one. I'm th- I've been thinking about getting it just to replay it. You should. Yeah, because it's so funny. Well, I mean, maybe if someone whose PlayStation just broke and doesn't need their PS- PS3 games anymore, would lend I still would sell need the PS3 either. games, I'm going to get a new PS3 eventually. You can get them for like 20 bucks. Yeah, go buy a, go to Amazon and get one for 20 bucks. Ah, uh, it sounds like a whole lot of hassle. Anyway, <laughs> Brendan wants us to stop, so we're stopping. Goodbye. Right.